I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Successful people, whether in arts, craft, business, profession, and even in their personal relationship, all possess the same two elements that make them successful. They are inspired and they are excellent. Hi, I'm Francis Kong, and welcome to Inspiring Excellence, a podcast that will guide you to the path of excellence and inspiration, one episode at a time, powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. You're listening to Inspiring Excellence, hosted by me, Francis Kong. In this episode, we're going to be talking about holistic wellness and how it can inspire excellence in your daily life. Are you ready to take the first step in becoming excellent? Keep on listening because this is Inspiring Excellence. A socialist once came to see Andrew Carnegie and soon was railing against the injustice of Carnegie having so much money. Carnegie looks good with all of his riches, but in the view of the socialist, wealth was meant to be divided equally. Carnegie asked his secretary for an assessment of everything he owned and at the same time looked up the figures on world population. He did a little arithmetic on the pad and then said to his secretary, Give this gentleman 16 cents. That is his share of my wealth. Here's the lesson. Just because somebody looks good with his or her fortune, does that mean that others who do not have the same fortune should be given the same without working for it? You cannot make the poor man rich by making the rich man poor. There is something about financial literacy, skills and knowledge that all things being equal, the rich will have their money back and the poor will remain poor. And this is the inside story behind people who look good with their wealth. Here is another story. A young man asked an old rich man how he made his money. The old guy fingered his worsted wool vest and said, Well, son, it was 1932, the death of the Great Depression. I was down to my last nickel. I invested that nickel in an apple. I spent the entire day polishing the apple, and at the end of the day, I sold the apple for 10 cents. The next morning... I invested those 10 cents into apples. I spent the entire day polishing them and sold them at 5 p.m. for 20 cents. I continued this system for a month, by the end of which I accumulated a fortune of $1.37. Then my wife's father died and left us $2 million. Some people are born with a silver spoon. Others have to rise up the rank 
Life is never fair. People who come from well-to-do families have been accustomed to have the best things in life that money can offer, and that's not a bad thing. But they have to make sure they know how to make their wealth grow and maintain humility and develop good character. This is how their condition becomes sustainable. Others have to work hard, get the right breaks, and reach a status of wealth, and this is also good. They develop the tenacity of character and are stronger in times of challenges and difficulty. Once they reach this stage, they become good, look good, and they actually feel good. Now here's the deal. There's a difference between looking good and feeling good. Some people spend money on things so they can feel good, and they do for a while. But when they look at their bills, they start feeling bad all over. Others discipline themselves with savings and investing, and though they may not be enjoying the looks that are usually associated with riches now, they sure can enhance their moments of pleasure later when they are stable and have income that can not only meet their needs, but perhaps splurge a little more of it as rewards for their hard work. Then, and only then, do they look good, they actually feel good because they have become good. I love to wear good clothes because they make me feel good and confident. I love to have good stuff because they serve as fruit of my labor. They are stuff I can keep for a long time and pass over to my kids. But I make sure that all these good stuffs that make me look good and feel good are byproducts of being good at what I do. What makes me good at what I do is a result of years of study, hard work, service to clients, and an endless drive to improve and innovate. Therefore, feeling good and looking good is a byproduct, not an objective. We go to the gym to get healthy, and looking good is a byproduct. We wear good fashion because we represent the company we work for, and we pay respect to the clients we meet. And feeling good and confident about it is a byproduct. We live within our means, but we need to increase our means because we all should have dreams and aspirations to become better, be better, and afford better things. But to try to look good so as to feel good, but living beyond our means is totally artificial and will bring you trouble. I guess feeling good really comes from the inside, when you know you've been good, yet that well. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now, back to the episode. 
There was this one time when I posted the following words in my digital spaces that elicited a lot of comments and reactions. I said, I have decided to forgive the person who cheated me and betrayed my trust, but I've also made up my mind never to trust the person. There were those who said it was the wrong thing to do, that forgiveness should be equated with trust. Well, I guess these people mean well, but they probably have never been in business. You never trust another supplier your vendor who has cheated you in business, do you? Forgiving a person is an act of the will, but trust has to be earned. A betrayal of trust is devastating because it also means the loss of a relationship because true and meaningful relationships is maintained based on the foundation of trust. Even when the offending party has asked for forgiveness and has offered restitution, it still takes time to rebuild the trust. Many years ago, a drama teacher, exasperated at the student's bad acting in a college place, shouted, No, no, your body is belying your words. Every tiny movement, every body position, he howled, divulges your private thoughts. Maybe this is why the TV series Lie to Me became famous for a while and books and body language sold very well. This drama teacher continues saying, Your face can make 7,000 different expressions and it exposes precisely who you are and what you are thinking at any particular moment. I remember talking to a movie star many years ago and he confirmed this basic theatrical concept. Our body language reveals our inner thoughts and feelings. The same principle operates on the stage of real life. For men, there was this gut feel that tells us not to accept a business offer or not to enter a business partnership. For women, their intuition makes them trusting or cautious with the people they are dealing with. There are moves people make that are beneath the human consciousness, but have tremendous power to either attract or repel. Let me give you an example. Prospective customers lose their trust when they hear the salespeople say, this car is just the one you need and love, while their fingers are caressing the cash register keys. Women are wary of suitors who say you are beautiful when the view conveniently leads to an open door towards the bedroom. Clients are turned off by insurance representatives who show up only when it's collection time, but are not around when they are needed. The subtle nuances of people's behavior may hide the real motives that lurk within the motives and the intentions of the offending parties. I distinctly remember a crucial time with a conversation with a key officer of one of my businesses leaving, at that point offering him advice on how to help him even when he has left the company. He assured me and reassured me that he was not going into a competitive business. This was the reason why I wanted to offer assistance fully cognizant of the fact that he would not betray the trust of the board and people who have helped him. I said, it would be good if you do that so that you do not burn bridges and it would be good that you exit properly because little compromises would lead to more. The next time, before you know it, you would be bringing out our company database for your own purpose. I purposely did not use the word steal as it may be too strong a word to use. He quickly looked away for a half a second when I mentioned that, and I noticed it but allowed my sense of trust to prevail. Oh, how wrong I was. First, he lied about not going into a competitive field. Next, his quick side departure should have alerted me that there were unethical intentions on his part. 
And a few months later, my worst suspicions were confirmed that even when this officer was still in my company, he has siphoned company resources, redirected company accounts, and placed it all in his own pockets to the dismay of those who trusted him. To this day, there has been no closure nor admittance of fault from his part, and to this day, even my own people in my office continues to receive marketing emails from his new firm that is obviously taken from our database that he has obtained. Well, our company has lost a little money, but the trusted person surely has lost a lot more. And from this, I have learned a vital lesson. And this thought may be able to help you. When you are cheated by people you trusted, you might think that they are smarter and you might sink into thinking that you are stupid. You actually are not. Just think that you have trusted the person more than what the person deserves. And what happened was a blessing and a lesson learned. And so the person who really lost is the one who betrayed the trust. Meanwhile, you win the advantage of knowing the real character of the undeserving person. Now, back to the episode. My romance with Ilocana took place during our high school days. I was loitering around the streets when I saw a very pretty girl sporting a Prince Valiant hairdo walking on the other side of the sidewalk going home. That sight caught my eye and I'll never forget it. I started riveting my attention on her and to cut the story short, became her high school sweetheart, got married, and had three wonderful kids who are all grown up now. The growing up years were not easy. Our parents provided the education, but not much of the luxury modern-day things kids enjoy today. Working hard is drilled heavily on us because we were not well off. I was trained to consume food quickly because I have to go back to work. Lunch and dinner, therefore, are necessary chores we need to go through in order to survive. We did not talk much over lunch. We simply grabbed what little food we had, gulped it all down, and rushed out to work. I still do that today. I can consume lunch or dinner in less than 10 minutes, then rush off to work somewhere, do another keynote, or perhaps run back to my workstation, bang the keyboard, and prepare another lesson or article. Deep inside me, I convince myself that I am very productive. And guess what? It's not a good thing. I have not understood the importance of meals and the power of table talks. The Ilocana loves to cook and she does it very well. When she watches me gulp my food down, she would say, Sweetheart, chew your food and eat slowly. Sometimes I would give her a stern look that communicates much. You're my wife and you're not my mother. And it took me years to understand why she loves cooking and why eating slowly is important. Let me explain. Behind every home-cooked meal is a lot of activities that take place. Purchasing ingredients, doing the groceries, setting up, and it involves a lot of patient cleaning and preparation. I am clueless, as I suspect most of the men are, about how that plate of food gets in front of us or how much effort is put into it in order to make it so good. When the Ilocana cooks, is not preparing stuff for me to survive another day. It is an artistic presentation of her culinary skill for someone as dense as me who does not even realize that it is a work of 
love. And when I gulped them down like I would some tasteless morsels, just to get it over with, I am actually ignoring the love that was given. Taking the time to savor the food, chewing it slowly, having an unhurried, pleasant conversation, and complimenting her for the delicious food is saying, Sweetheart, I value what you have done and I love you. Now bring this thought to the family scene. Every parent feed their kids. If we choose to feed them ordered and delivered food while they watch TV, play games on their tablets, then the parents have actually consciously or unconsciously made a value statement. As a family, we value personal entertainment more than connections and relationship building at best, or our kids are not as important as what I'm working on. And the personal rationalization is that if I don't do this, then where would we get the money to buy food for our table? I guess we can always choose to have the tablet rather than the table. We can always prefer the digital over the dinner and miss out on spending time together, talking, laughing, bonding, sharing life experiences through stories, and painful to say, this includes loving. Memory creation is skipped as priority is given over work creation and then time passes us by and relationships are sacrificed on the altar of convenience and speed. The Ilocana also lamented the fact that most young women today no longer know how to cook. For her, it is a sad thing. Now here is something I discovered that is so surprising. When you read Walter Isaacson's book on Steve Jobs who introduced the iPad to the world, Jobs would sit down almost every evening and have dinner with his wife and the three kids, and here's the punchline, would not allow any digital devices on their dinner table. Steve Jobs gave us the tablet, but he understood the importance and sanctity of the table. What is it that we really value in our life can be seen through the daily practices we do in the privacy of our own homes. There are two words that would serve as an ample instruction for all the parents as they have dinner with their kids. The two words would simply be, no gadgets. Thank you for listening to Inspiring Excellence. For more inspiring and excellent episode updates, follow Inspiring Excellence on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other podcast streaming platforms. See you next Thursday. God bless you. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.